Welcome to a God Shift podcast, where we equip Christian women to harness the power of their influence and authority to counteract the plans of the enemy, advance the purposes of God, plus learn ways to mobilize other women to blaze the same trail. I'm your host, Shana Rattler, and I am a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. You're in the right place to learn effective strategies to be a force for godly change. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A God Shift. I am your host, Shana Rattler. I'm so thrilled that you're here today, but before we get started, I would love if you would do me a favor. So wherever it is that you are listening to this episode, I want you to take a screenshot. With that screenshot, I want you to, number one, post it on your social media, tag us here at A God Shift, and lastly, I just want to hear your biggest aha moment or your biggest takeaway from this episode. And the reason why I do that is because I believe that there are so many people that really want to do their part to uphold Christian values, but unfortunately, some people just don't know where to start. And so the more times these interviews are shared, the more people that can actually be equipped to employ the strategies that are taught here on the episode. So I appreciate you doing that. I'm going to read my guest's bio, and then we're going to get started with what is a much, much needed conversation. My guest today is a retired attorney, author, speaker, ordained Christian minister, host of the Astound Yourself podcast, and an Astound Yourself coach and mentor. She is the primary author of a book on which she collaborated with two medical doctors, The COVID-19 Vaccines and Beyond, What the Medical Industrial Complex is Not Telling Us. The book won the 2023 International Impact Book Award in the health category. She is currently working on volume two of that book. She loves to research and present solid evidence on various controversial subjects that tell a very different story than told through the corporate media and includes relevant biblical issues. I want to welcome to the show, Sally Saxon. Oh, thank you so much, Shana. It's great to be here. And I want to commend you on your podcast and its theme as well, because it's so important uh, you know, for helping to activate you know, uh, Christian believers and leaders, you know, in in their roles in in the kingdom, and to make that God shift, you know, to make sure they're in alignment, you know, with what the the Lord has for them. So, thank you very much. You're welcome, and thank you for saying that. You know, there's an old saying like, "You've got to get tired. You've got to get sick and tired of being sick and tired." And I was just sick and tired of seeing our Christian values attempt to being eroded. I'm just tired of the rising trend of opposition to God that I seem to see at every corner. And I'm grateful. And it's not because I'm a prophet. I'm grateful that I have eyes to see the why behind what is going on. And I believe that oftentimes, even Christians, unfortunately, like, you're in a type of church where they teach this type of stuff. I'm in the type of church where they teach this type of stuff. But many mainstream churches are not necessarily sharing the why behind why we're seeing some of the things that we're seeing and the agendas that are attached to that, et cetera, et cetera. And so I finally, I'd already made up in my mind that I wanted to do something about it. But about three months ago, when the Lord said, I'm causing, I'm calling you to raise up an army of women 
that want to do something about it. I wasn't so excited about that just because I've never wanted to pigeonhole myself into working with just one gender or one race. But after I threw my toddler tantrum for a couple of minutes, I said, okay, Lord, you know that you can trust me with whatever assignment it is that you give me. And so I kind of shifted a lot of the things that I'm doing, especially the podcast, on being able to have people like yourself that can come on and share all of the different things that we need to know about that are going on around us that are really an attack on God's plan and his purposes. And so we're going to have, you said it in your bio, that you like to bring facts to controversial conversations. And we're going to talk about the COVID-19 vaccine and what it is that we really want to know or what it is that we really need to know rather around that vaccine and all of the things that are concerning that. So Sally, I would love if you could just start to share. I know there's probably enough to take up four hours, but what are some of, I guess I would say, the main ways that we have been deceived by this vaccine? Oh, yes, that that's at least a four-hour conversation. But uh, to be very brief, um, you know, we have to look at even going back to uh, 2020, you know, before the vaccines were introduced, so there's massive deception around all things COVID. And I know that the truth is very difficult for the evidence that I've compiled. And I, you know, I spent probably a couple thousand hours, you know, researching this topic. So, you know, it's not something like I just spent a weekend, you know, going through and putting down opinions. It's like, it's a highly documented book. We've got over 600, you know, footnotes, references, you know, in it, citing different kinds of uh, evidence uh, and all. But the, you know, the main things are understanding, like, I think the big picture that all things COVID fits into, uh, which is that there's an agenda behind, you know, all things COVID, starting with the pandemic, you know, that if you look at all the evidence, you have to have an open mind for this. And it, it's difficult for a lot of people to do that because you know, we don't want to believe it's true yeah. that COVID was a pre-planned uh, crisis. They create It was created by you know, the group of wealthy elites that are in control of a lot of things. We don't, we don't want to believe that's true. I wish it were wish not it true. <laughs> yeah, I wish it weren't. Uh, but... Uh, the fact is, if you look at all the evidence, you know, that's the only conclusion you can really come to. And so just the opposite of what we hear in the major or the corporate media, because they're controlled by this group. And uh, so, you know, just going back to the fact it was a preplanned crisis, I believe, in order to get to these shots and uh, what they represented the shots to be, for example as vaccines. Well, no, they're not. It doesn't, they don't even fit the definition, the legal definition, you know, the, the statutory definition for a vaccine. Uh, and even in Pfizer's and Moderna's own uh, documents they filed with the, you know, the federal government, uh, it shows that they were calling it something else. And, and now, as since the book was published in, at the end of 2022, you know, there have been a lot more different names attached to these shots. But so we're deceived about what it actually was. We're deceived about, you know, what it would do. You know, supposedly it was supposed to stop or, or prevent you from getting 
you know, uh, infected from getting, you know, COVID, the disease. It was supposed to uh, help you prevent transmission of it. And it does none of those things. And, and those things really even have been admitted by the people who are trying to tell us safe and effective. This is safe and effective. Uh, other other massive uh, areas of deception were, was a vaccine even necessary in the first place? And when you, we look at that in, in the book and discuss that from four different angles, you know, besides the fact that natural immunity is superior to vaccine immunity. Yeah. Yeah. But setting that aside, uh, we go over four main reasons why it, it wasn't necessary you know, in the first place. Uh, you remember, you know, all they built up this big fear around COVID. Oh, this is a novel coronavirus and you know it's it's going to kill so many people and so you need to get this vaccine blah 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 well Even though the commercial said vaccination does not equal immunization so it's like yeah so much misrepresentation even the covid numbers remember all the numbers we'd hear of covid deaths in 2020 it just kept getting higher and higher and higher to build up that fear well even the CDC website, you know, explains, as we mentioned in the book, that um, only 6% of the numbers they were talking about uh, were um, people, represented people who died from COVID mm -hmm. rather than with COVID. Because, mm -hmm. you know, we've all heard. And when you hear the story of like the nurses, there's a great new book out, you know, what the, um, what the nurses saw. And they were telling horrendous stories that showed that what the corporate re media was reporting was not at all what they were seeing, you know, yeah. at their hospitals. But, um, you know, so, and then there was a, a study by some other, um, I think lawyers, doctors, other professionals uh, who looked at the definition of uh, the way that CDC uh, was, had directed, you know, healthcare providers to report deaths before 2020 and then starting in 2020 with a new policy. And they showed if they had applied the same uh, criteria and the same directives starting in 2020 as they'd had since 2003, wow. it would have only been 6% of those big numbers we kept hearing on the corporate media. Or another example uh, uh, was and this is one of my favorite, although it's one of the saddest, even according to Pfizer's own clinical trial data, remember we kept hearing that claim at the beginning that, oh, the vaccines are 95% effective, Correct. right? We heard that over and over. And so the normal person would think that, oh, okay, if I get the shot, then I have a 95% chance of not getting infected, not getting COVID. Right. That's what the normal person would inter how they would interpret that. But actually, that's not at all what that 95% refers to. And in Pfizer's clinical trial data, uh, they showed that because they had two groups, they had the group that got the actual vaccine, and then they had the, the control group, which supposedly got a placebo. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there was about 18,000 or so people in each, in each group. And, and so they came, 
up with the figures that out of those 18,000 or so in each group, like only six uh, or eight you know, people in the vaccine group actually got COVID. Only 162 in the other group got it. And they were saying, okay, so if you did nothing at all, got no shot, your chances of getting COVID were only less than 1% to start with. Wow. 0.88%, actually, 0.88%. And where the 95% reduction comes into play is, okay, if you got the shot, uh, they showed that you would reduce that chance even further you know, below 1% from 0.88 to uh, 0.04%. Wow. That, that difference you know, is the, the 95% reduction. And now if people knew that there was less than, even according to their statistics, there's less than 1% chance of, of getting the shot or of getting uh, COVID uh, if you didn't take the shot or if you did, uh, you know, how many would be incentivized to go get it? But so there are several things about that whole issue of was a vaccine even necessary in the first place? Yeah. You know, and then you get into the issue of the harm that has been caused. Remember, for the longest time, we were told by Anthony Fauci and others, like, no, there are no deaths uh, associated with this vaccine. Yeah. Their own data, the CDC's own data show just the opposite. And Pfizer's data, too. Uh, in at the end of February 2021, which was less than 90 days since they rolled out the vaccine, there were 1,223 deaths reported just to Pfizer. Uh, that doesn't so include Moderna or anyone else. Before you before you get into like what was really the result, I feel like the million dollar question is because you've really did did a fabulous job of laying the stage of many of the different ways that they deceived us. I feel like the million dollar question is why? Why were they so committed to this level of deception? What were they looking to gain? Where is this going? How tie that into the big picture of what the agenda is? Because I want to make sure in plain sight, people see why this is happening. Because I think enough people now probably realize like, uh, maybe they didn't tell us everything they should have told us, but they need to understand why. What is the bigger picture of where, where they're hoping they can lead this into? Yeah, the big that's one of my favorite questions. Okay, so the bigger picture is there is an agenda behind all this and it really leads us to the conclusion that this is this is a war and it's a spiritual war at its root. Uh some people say, "Oh, it's all about, you know, money. They just wanted to make all these billions and billions of dollars, you know, off of this." Well, that that's part of it, but that's not all of it. Some people say it's really about power and control that this group of wealthy elites, uh, you know, uh, wants to exercise. And so they were using COVID as sort of a springboard toward their uh, great reset uh, that the World Economic Forum, you know, an unelected body of wealthy elites, you know, has been planning, you know, the, the lives of the rest of us, you know, according to what they desire. Uh, but it goes beyond power and control. It goes beyond the money, you know, and it it goes beyond even depopulation. 
Yeah. You know, because when you look at the effects, the massive effects on um, miscarriages, um, stillbirths, fertility, uh, those numbers are off the charts after the vaccine, these vaccines were rolled out. And so, you know, you can see, that, plus the number of people, you know, who've been killed, who've yeah. died, you know, after these shots and others who've been seriously, uh, you know, injured. But it really goes beyond that. And we know now when you listen to the the statements of uh, representatives from the World Economic Forum, you realize that, you know, they're looking to really change what it means to be human. Yep. Even and get into the transhumanism where they've got different ways of wanting to, um, you know, change humanity into a form of, you know, like they call cyborgs or, you know, yeah. part machine, part human. And then it goes beyond that, even yeah. to making all life synthetic. They already have been able to create synthetic life forms. Look what they're seeking to do with the food, you know, synthetic this, synthetic that, even with pharmaceutical drugs, you know, synthetic, synthetic, synthetic. And so ultimately the spiritual aspect uh, of this is that they are seeking to really dis, you know, we're made in the image of God. Mankind is, as we know, and they're seeking to change the image to back to going back to the garden of Eden image yeah. of you know, the snake the serpent. And he's trying to replace, uh, you know, the image of God with his own image and, you know, destroy all of God's creation. I mean, that's the ultimate, you know, end game, I believe. But Sally, I'm so glad that you mentioned the World Economic Forum. Um, I saw a video and um, it's been taken down and put back up and taken down and put back up so many times. I don't know if it's still out there now, but it was a snippet of a conversation that the leaders were having at the World Economic Forum. And they were talking about their goal of this great reset that you are mentioning. And on the screen, they had somewhat of a pie chart, if you will. And the slices of the pie were many of the many of the different mechanisms by which they plan to attempt this great reset. And it was easily a year or two before we ever heard anything about coronavirus, which is what we were hearing first, and then mm -hmm. COVID. And on that screen, there was a number of things. Um, obviously, COVID was one of them. But what we're seeing with LGBTQ was on there. You know, they they knew that, you know, Trump being president would be part of that. And there was probably, I want to say, if my memory serves me correctly, there were at least six or seven things that were on this pie. And I find it very interesting that they're talking about this great reset. You know, many people are talking about a a one world, um, you know, organization, a one world organization, a one world, you know, government, if you will, is the word I was looking for. And way before we ever knew what COVID was, that's why I love when people call it a plandemic. They were discussing the plan of how they were going to introduce this into the world years before it it happened. The yeah. other thing that I love what you're saying about it being a spiritual war, because you know there were many Christians when it first came out that they were declaring 
that they felt like the vaccine was the mark of the beast. And I thought, well, if you really understand the Bible, many of us should be long gone before the the beast, you know, actually comes back if you really know your word. But what I do believe, I don't believe that this vaccine in and of itself is the mark of the beast. However, oh, and digital currency and all the things that they're going to be able to do in that capacity was on there as well. I do believe that if they ultimately want to get to the place where they can control us in every single area of our lives, they had to begin to do what? Condition us. So they start out with this mass hysteria, this massive drive of fear to say, oh my God, this is going to eradicate the earth and everybody's going to die to get everyone shaken up, then to come back and go, but oh my goodness, we have something that's going to help it. So now you've gotten me scared out of my mind. And now you present me the same people who have gotten me scared. If they're now presenting a solution, then obviously I don't want that to happen. So I do feel like this was an experiment, number one. And number two, I think it was a way to begin to condition us because if we can get you to do this and then we can get you to do that, by the time we get to the point that we want the big hitters to come in, it's so easy because now we're already conditioned to do whatever it is they tell us to do. We've got to wake up. Yeah. And, oh, there's so many aspects of, of that. But, you know, I, I agree um, that the, what they have planned. And, and by the way, for those who may not believe in, in that there is this bigger agenda and this group of wealthy elites, uh, there's a quote in our book. It's by David Rockefeller of the Rockefeller family, which is one of the big families behind all, all this, uh, where he came out and said in his memoirs, his written memoirs, which you can probably check out at your local library, uh, where he admits you know, that uh, he and his family are part of a secret cabal working against the best interests of the United States. You know, working together with people all over the world to kind of form a one world, you know, government and and so forth. And so when somebody, yeah. And then and also this is the when you look at the the framework that was laying about out about the big picture and the biblical framework, it it really provides a worldview that um makes everything else make sense. Yeah. Even though we don't want it to be true, but the biblical framework of what's going on, the evil behind it. I mean, people, even people, I think, who aren't necessarily spiritual uh, uh, recognize that there's evil, what these people are doing when they're causing so much harm and they know it uh, and they don't stop these shots. I mean, according to the FDA standards, if a if a drug has been associated with like 50 or more deaths, it's pulled off the market. Yeah. That threshold with these shots was was reached probably in the, uh, in the month after they were rolled out. But yeah. in January 2021, they, these should have been pulled. Now yeah. we're three months or three years later. And look, they're still recommending them. Yeah. And so Talk what else can Sally? You started to go into that. How are they how are these vaccines really affecting us? They told us what they should do. What have they really done? Uh, well, okay, first I want to say that uh, both before the emergency use authorization was given for these back in late December 2020, uh, 
as well as after, uh, there's evidence that shows not everybody got the same thing. Mm. Uh, in other words, some batches of the vaccine were much more harmful than others. And so some, you know, some people may have gotten something that was maybe closer to a placebo. Yeah. Whereas other people died the day they got the shot or soon thereafter. And then every whole lot in between where people have been seriously injured with just unprecedented numbers of deaths following a vaccine and unprecedented injuries and, and so forth. And um, so the, the harm that has been caused, you know, is is one big thing, but it, it's not, you know, so it's created all kinds of conditions. They even say like turbo cancers, a lot of the cancers now that you see some people like who had no cancer now suddenly have cancer or people who were like in a stage one, you know, like within two weeks, jump to a stage four or something like that. And, and, and so, um, but I want to, I want to mention one thing uh, that there is hope and re reason for real hope and encouragement too. So don't let me forget to address that. Yeah, we but, will. But there are other, you know, issues besides just the physical effects, you know, it's had all kinds of neurological effects where people, you know, are having trouble thinking right, um, those kinds of things. Um, and they're just not able to do the, the, the things that they used to do. Uh, so a lot of people like who took shots in order to keep their job, yep. uh, ended up having to quit their jobs or they lost their job because they could no longer perform it. My mother is my mother is one of those, Sally. She did not want to get the vaccine. Yeah. Her job forced her to get the vaccine. And uh, let me let me back this up and say prior to this, my mother took no medication. Hmm. She'd never been in the hospital other than a hysterectomy that she had had probably 40 years, <laughs> you know, but before this. Yeah. No medication, no history of of any illnesses. Her job forces her to get the vaccine. Two and a half weeks later, she's in the hospital with massive breathing problems. That was August of 2021. Mm -hmm. And from August to 2021 until two months ago, she has been in the hospital with massive breathing problems. On average, every six to eight weeks since then, some mm -hmm. of those times she's been in the ICU and her lungs are crap now. And she has a ton of GI issues as well. And she's had several nurses and doctors confirm just recently, they didn't want to say too much in the beginning, that they're 99% sure that this is vaccine related. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I and have, you're right. And then she couldn't even keep the dog on job because you can't keep a job if you're in the hospital 10 to 14, 16 days every two months. Yeah. And I'm so sorry that happened to your mom. You know, it's it's just tragic. The 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 stories, that's what really motivated me to to write, you know, this on this topic to begin with, was just hearing so many heartbreaking stories. And um you know, but not only do I want to give hope and encouragement because some of the uh, other doctors now you got to go outside of modern medicine really yes, to find so effective solutions to these issues. But more and more now they're finding things that, oh, you know, really make a difference and help 
you know, relieve or remove these symptoms. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's a story for another day too. Yeah. I wanted to ask if you were familiar with, um, Dr. McCullough. Oh yes. He wrote, he wrote the, the, one of our endorsements. And in fact, uh, originally his endorsement was on the full back cover of the book. And we recent just recently moved that to the interior as a forward. So we changed the, the yeah, cover. I only want to mention this and then we're we're going to take a break and we're going to switch directions with like hope and the perspective that we should be looking at this from. But just for the audience's sake, Dr. McCullough was like one of the head head doctors of Baylor Scott and White here in the Dallas area where I live. And he basically went to the hospital and told them, we've got to stop giving these people these vaccines because it's killing people. Not only did he lose his job, but they are doing everything they can to get his medical license pulled. And so Dr. McCullough just went off and started his own group of doctors, and he's found that spike protein and there's some other things that he's been using with his patients who were vax injured that within you know 45 to 60 days, all of the symptoms from the vax injury have gone away. Gratefully for me, my boss knows Dr. McCullough. And in a recent meeting, he's like, how's your mom? And he was like, I've got to get her in to see Dr. McCullough. And so it's just interesting to see. This is the thing that I find funny, uh, Sally, and we really do have to take a break. But he found that spike protein was one of the primary things that were helping people to recover from the back's injury. And then I'll be doggone if three or four weeks ago, I'm not watching a commercial and one of the pharmaceutical companies is now calling one of their COVID-19 vaccines something with the word spike in it. I'm like, mm. you know, people start to find a way to eradicate and reverse the effects of the vaccine. And then you want to confuse the market with, oh, okay, well, if people start to get word that this can help, well, let's just name the vaccine with that word in it. And maybe they'll think that that, that it's safer now. It, it blows my mind. But anyway, we have to pause and take a quick, quick okay. break. When we come back, we're going to share some of that hope. We're going to talk about some of the perspectives that as Christians, we should be looking at this from and how we can kind of get this word out. We'll be right back. God is commissioning women leaders to uphold Christian values and change the course of history for his glory and to mobilize other women to blaze the same trail. Want to know what type of kingdom leader you are and learn specific strategies to impact change based on your type? Find out by going to kingdomtrailblazerquiz.com right now. All right. Welcome back. So ladies and gentlemen, as you can see, this episode is going to go longer than normal because it needs to. <laughs> so I hope that you are being blessed by this and that you will continue to listen till the end. So Sally, I want to shift our focus a little bit into some of that hope and some of like, how should we be seeing this? We know how they've wanted us to see it and how they've tricked many into us of seeing it. But as Christians, what um, biblical perspective should we turn to as we're trying to digest everything that is being forced upon us and really being able to move forward in a more powerful way. Okay. So uh, there are a couple of things here, you know, besides seeing, you know, God, you know, Jesus as our healer and, and looking to him for healing, not only physical healing that, 
so many people need, but also the trauma, uh, the emotional trauma that people have have gone through, you know, including people who didn't even get the shots, uh, but maybe were healthcare you know, providers and the things that they saw that were just not right at all, the way people were treated uh, and, and all kinds of things. Um, you know, so, you know, there's that hope that even if, man's best efforts through whatever, you know, natural solution, uh, solutions they can come up with uh, to bring relief to the symptoms, even if man's efforts are not, you know, good enough for any particular person, you know, we know God is still healing. But mm -hmm. on the other side, there's things like, how do we, you know, how do we um, protect ourselves from, you know, for the future? And yeah. You know, part of that also relates to uh, the physical, you know, health uh, aspect because uh, we need to learn what uh, some of the, you know, the doctors who are having great success in prevention, what they're saying. Like I know Dr. Brian Artis and and uh, you know Dr. Henry Ely, Dr. Ed Group, and and, and the the group uh, that group that are looking at you know a lot of natural solutions. Um, they're saying there, there's no, no matter what the next health crises may, may be, or the next pandemic that the world economic forum, the world health organization may announce, uh, said, uh, you know, there are ways to prevent, you know, you from getting sick. There, there are solutions if you are sick. And so there's no need to fear. There's no need to fear. And because one of the big things we saw with this, as you mentioned too, was the fear that that was generated that then led people to uh, make decisions that they now regret. Uh, now, uh, one thing I want to say about that is one way that we all need to be prepared is to recognize the big picture that I was describing, that there is uh, an agenda that's an evil agenda by a, a group of you know wealthy elites and and those they surround themselves with. They've got an agenda that is is you can only call it evil uh, when they you know don't care about how much harm they're causing and they have they come out even in their statements and and talk about this. So the awareness. That there is a big agenda, you know, finding out what it is, but even beyond that, is uh, what's important is to to understand the different strategies and tactics and ways and methods that they use to deceive people. Mm -hmm. And our book is full of uh, several different ways, you know, where like they create their own crises uh, in order to justify the solution that they have already you know, planned, uh, which is not in our best interests. Uh, and uh, they change definitions, they manipulate the data, uh, they make up data, they just outright lie, they, they will do whatever they can. And because they control the corporate media, you know, that's a huge, you know, thing. And a lot of people still uh, even some Christians still listen to the corporate media and get their information from there. It's like, you can't do that anymore. And, well, and get here's the thing, Sally, 
The reason that many people are able to deceive other people, and it's so easy for us to be deceived, is because they've been known for doing at least some good. Inherently, they just haven't always been bad people, but they're building with bad material. But I like to use the example of rat poisoning. Rat poisoning is 90% good corn and 10% deadly poison. And so Mm. that's why it's so easy for us to be deceived because like Satan is never going to jump out and scream boo. It wouldn't be deception if they let us know ahead of time. And so the people that are deceiving us have not inherently been known to be evil and bad. And so we're like, oh, well, I mean, these are the very people who are who are doing good. These are the very people that are designed to protect us. So why would we not listen to them? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this is part of the problem that, um, I mean, we should be able to trust these people who are in positions of authority and power. That's what's uh, especially with regard to an issue of life and death, literally, you know, life and death. Uh, but unfortunately, we cannot. And mm. it's difficult for a lot of people to get their mind around that. And, you know, back in the in Nazi Germany days, one of their uh, very effective tools of propaganda was to tell really big lies. Uh, because the the idea was that people will more easily believe a big lie than a smaller lie. And mm-hmm. so for many people, even a lot of believers, it was diff- it was uh you know the truth about all things covid was um you know too big, you know, not to believe. And or it was, it was not to it was too big, you know, not to believe what the corporate media was saying. Like well, you know, on the other hand, you got people like Dr. McCullough and Dr. Bernardus and and my two authors and 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 you know so many other doctors who risk losing everything were warning people and saying, no, these are dangerous, you know, the most dangerous uh, medicinal product in history. I know and, for me, I thought, since when has the United States cared enough about our health and well-being that they're like giving stuff away for free? We'll put your, put your kids through college. We'll give you weed if that's your thing. Like, we'll pay you to do it. Like, oh, all of a sudden, the United States now cares this much on a mass level to, about our health and well-being? Since when? And that was when my antennas went up. Yeah. And, and so, but so we have to get beyond this and really look at the evidence and be open-minded and because the independent media is full of a lot of tons of evidence, mounds of evidence, and no, and like our book, there's hardly a page I think that you can go to without, you know, seeing some uh, evidence, you know, solid, incredible evidence that supports, you know, this this whole uh, the claims that I'm making, uh, and that others have made that this is the most. Um, dangerous medical product in history. It's not safe and effective. Um, fortunately, not everybody got the same shot. So some people who got the shots, you know, were not, you know, harmed. Uh, but um, you know, we still don't know like what was really in the shots because there's some other undisclosed, you know, things in there that you know have other purposes that have nothing to do with you know health. Yeah. And that's another part of the deception. And so you know, when we're talking about the different ways that they deceive people, uh, you know, if we know that these are the ways they deceive, because they will do anything. I mean, lie, cheat, steal, kill, whatever to advance their agenda. 
Yeah. They they really truly do not care. Yeah. You know, what harm they do to you or to me, our loved ones. They do not care. And this is like, you know, our battle is is not against flesh and blood. Yes. You know, it's against the, you know, the spiritual powers, the principalities yeah. and so forth. This is not places. You know, Sally, I was licensed um, as an occupational therapist for 18 years. Mm. And the last probably half of my healthcare career, I, I did home health. And when the vaccines first came out, because I refused to take them, I was like, listen, I'm going to get my religious exemption. If that doesn't work, I'll leave and go somewhere else. I will quit this field altogether before I will put this in my body. And so I'd, I went to a woman's house to do her evaluation who had been vaccinated. And um, she asked me if I was, and I could have easily lied and said yes, like many of my colleagues, but that's not who I am. <laughs> and so I told her that, no, that I hadn't had it. And she put me out of her house. But before she did, she was just like, how dare you? You're a healthcare worker. And um, it was just really interesting to me that it seems like on this topic, all logic has gone out the window. Some of the most intelligent people that I know have not said anything that I'm that I was not left saying like make it make sense, right? Because in my mind I thought if you are as confident as you are that the vaccine is going to do what you believe it to do, that means you're protected. So why are you so concerned if I didn't take it? Yeah. So exactly. I want I want to end this conversation with what is the best way to to spread this word so that it's actually well received when we have so many people who have been blinded and all logic has seemed to go out the window when it comes to this topic? How do we approach this topic? Because this podcast is all about like, what are the strategies that we can use to uphold Christian values and mobilize other people to do the same thing? And so how do we do that? How do we spread the word in a way that people are going to actually listen and, I don't know, actually believe it and do something? I don't know <laughs> the best way to say that. Yeah. Well, you know, there, there are different things, but it's really hard because, like you were describing, and some people, I mean, it's really beyond description how no matter what evidence you show to some people, even to healthcare providers, they aren't going to accept it or they aren't even going to look at it. It's like their their mind has been so conditioned, you know, to believe what they hear in the corporate media that they can't make that shift. So I think, you know, we really need to to intercede and pray and tear down, you know, the those walls that are preventing people from receiving the truth. Um, you know, it's like sharpening the axe before you go to cut down the tree. And, uh, I think, and I know of several people who got the shots, they got boosters and they never made the connection between the vaccine and their own injuries or, or loved ones injuries. Uh, but now they've come around, you know, to seeing, oh yeah, no more shots for me. Um, I've got a cousin that she can't seem to wait until they can come out with another one. It's almost like she has a Google alert on her phone. She oh wants to be the first to know when they're coming out. Yeah. With so one thing is like, if you, if you take like some of the key data, you know, like from our book and there's a bunch of questions in there too, that can be asked. Well, like if these are shots are so safe and effective, you know, like, well, if they're so effective, how come you have to have so many boosters on a regular basis? Yeah. Uh, 
And, and why you had COVID three times? Yeah, and why have you had the person that times? I know personally that had COVID was vaccinated and boosted? Every single one of them. Yeah, and and then the same on the safety issues. Like, well, you know, if they're so safe, why is it that you know, for example, there were more deaths reported in the first year of the COVID vaccine than from after all other vaccines over the previous 30 years combined, yeah. you know, and, and how, how, how do you explain, you know, why maybe so many young people, uh, especially in working age people, uh, but even going down to kids, even pre-teenagers, you know, yeah. children, you know, are dying suddenly for a, apparently no reason. You know, how, how do you explain that? So, Athletes that should seemingly be in the best health of their lives. Their school tells them they have to take it, and now they have heart problems or worse or dead. Yeah, and uh, you know, and so you know, how is it that you know the CDC claimed there were no deaths for the longest time when their own database showed that there were thousands uh, already? You know, at the very beginning. So, just some questions to put some doubt, maybe create seeds of doubt in their mind. Yeah. But certainly the one about the effectiveness and um, yeah. And so those are some things, but one issue that you kind of touched on too, that I think is really important is, you know, we still have vaccines being mandated, you know, uh, by various employers, like, especially in the healthcare field, like for the flu shot. Now our book isn't about the flu shot per se, but, what we know about the COVID shots, for example, like they stopped uh, really doing any human clinical trials on them uh, as of, well, uh, more than a year ago. And so we really don't know what's in them, uh, except, you know, because they don't disclose all the ingredients like they should. And they obviously put stuff in them that they didn't want us to know was there, but I guess they didn't count on a lot of independent researchers putting little drops of from the vials, you know, under the um, various kinds of microscopes uh, to determine what's really in these things. And what they have found is not at all what they had been represented. And so these are not what they're claimed to be. And now with this mRNA technology and just what we know about the this cabals, you know, plans against humanity to harm us in every way they can, uh, you have to have a healthy skepticism of any kind of vaccine. Yeah. And so I'm not a physician, I'm not a doctor, uh, I'm not a healthcare you know, professional. So keep that in mind. But I would just say, if it were me, based on what I know, um, you know, just well, I'm not only a healthcare professional, but in a previous life, I had actually studied and I um, was one of the people that went around to the sites of the companies that were doing these clinical trials to double check and make sure that everything was happening the way that were they keeping the logs the way that they were supposed to with stuff being kept at the right temperature, all the different things that go in to these clinical trials. And I was able to take the knowledge that I received from that field and say, they're not doing many things 
in alignment with the way that clinical trials are supposed to be done and kept and, you know, information distributed. And so I knew just enough to, you know, to to be a little more wise. But Sally, we've got to begin to wrap this up. And so I would love for people to be able to go further with you and your knowledge because you and I, this recording could literally be one of those three-hour podcasts that I see that are out there. And so how can our listeners um, follow you on social media? I know there's probably a whole lot you can't say out there, but where are you on social yeah. media? Yeah. Okay. So I'm not real active you know, on social media just because, especially with this topic, it yeah. just is hard. But I'd say the best place would be uh, Twitter X, you know, at Sally Saxon. Okay. You know, for that. Uh, or and if the, they want to take things further with you, um, what do you recommend? Do you recommend they get the book? Like how do, you know, if people are like, oh my God, I've got to know more about this. What's the best next step for them to take with you? Yeah, get the book. And I'm working on volume two of the book, which hopefully will be out in the spring. That's the plan. Uh, and, but uh, so the book, you can go to Amazon and get that. Uh, I'm sure Shannon will have that in the, the show yes. notes. Uh, the COVID-19 vaccines and beyond, you know, what the medical industrial complex is not telling us. Uh, and you can go to thecvbook.com. CV stands for COVID vaccine. Thecvbook.com to see. Uh, there's other, um, you know, information there. Uh, if you want to check that out, you can get a summary of the book uh, there as well. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be doing, a uh, a little mini, uh, podcast series on, you know, protecting your family, your family's health and well-being in the age of COVID, you know, and beyond, um, just a real mini short, uh, series, um, related to that. And as well as, uh, in my podcast series, we, we sometimes cover, uh, various kinds of health related issues, how people can really take care of their health in different ways than they realize were even available. Yeah. Um, so I, I appreciate you being here. This is much needed. You were a phenomenal guest. You shared some, you know, phenomenal data with us. We talked about this a little bit before we started the recording that I'm a big proponent of facts over feelings. This is not just about our opinions. And so I appreciate you being here and the information that you have shared. And (laughs) y'all, I need you to share, share, share this episode far and wide. You probably have already thought of at least five or six people as we were going through this interview that need to hear this information. And so I pray everyone that this episode has blessed you the way that it has blessed me and that you will go back and listen to previous and future episodes as well. Everyone, thank you for being a part of A God Shift. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you, Shana. I want to thank you for listening to a God Shift podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share it with someone else. Be blessed.